This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Father, we just thank you so much for your word today. We thank you that your word is alive and it's active and it, it has the power to transform and change our lives. We're so grateful, Lord, that, that your word that you spoke was written in a book that we could hold and we could read and you could speak to us. And Lord, it, it never runs out. Uh, you never run out of things to speak to us. And we're just grateful that you gave us a guide, a guidebook to live this life successfully to live this life as overcomers. And God, we just thank you that we have ears to hear and heart to receive. And Lord, I pray that you speak to each and every person. Lord, use my words to speak forth what you would have said this morning. And I thank you that they, that that word will set us free. And we give you the honor and the glory and all the praise for being such a good, good father. And everyone said, amen. 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 Well, I'm going to uh, just get right into to the message. How many were at the night of worship at the end of August? Will you lift your hand? Good bit. How many were not lift your hand? How many don't know what we're talking about? Okay. I, I want to, I'm going to talk about spiritual fathers and, and mothers. And uh, I want to go back and talk a little bit what I uh, testified and talked about at Night of Worship because it, it really uh, speaks uh, and you can see how this thing is just uh, developed uh, in my heart. But I guess it's been about three months ago that uh, I was just worshiping the Lord uh, up in my room at the house uh, where I study and I have my office I was up there uh, just worshiping, had some music on, had my eyes shut, praising the Lord. And his presence was there, and just sweet presence of the Lord like this morning. And um, I, I heard some steps. I heard someone coming up our steps. And uh, it was obvious, and I thought, well, has Ellen uh, gotten up <laughs> and... If thinking about it now, if she needed me, she would say, hey, <laughs> come down here. <laughs> but anyway, um, I just uh, kept listening. And then I noticed it came into the room and I opened my eyes and no one was there. So that's when your hair stands up on the end, you know, and I, I realized that the Lord had stepped into the room. So I shut my eyes again, and immediately I felt his presence on me. And all I can tell you uh, from that point on, I was overwhelmed. I have to uh, watch it even talking about it. I was overwhelmed by the love of God, saturated and overwhelmed by his love. And the experience, I'm, I'm, I'm changed now. I know I'm still changed from what happened. And I, I don't believe this is because I'm some kind of super saint or anything. I, I believe that this is, you know, 
for all of us. If you will seek him, you will be found by him. <laughs> he, he will come. Amen. So does this happen all the time? No, no, not at all. Just one of those times. And his presence was on me. I was saturated in just um, uh, electricity and, and power and his authority, his holiness. I'm weeping. I'm crying. And I, I don't know how long this went on for a good while because I went downstairs and I, I felt the presence leave and go out the room. So I kept waiting to see if he was going to come back. And uh, finally, I, I said, just went to bed. And I looked at the clock. It was uh, right 4 o'clock in the morning. So I had spent the whole night just in this. I knew that God had a lot more to say. I knew there were parts I didn't get or didn't hear. And there was much more to come. So... Um, I ministered a message on legacy. How many remember that? A series on legacy. And I talked about how God wants to use the older people and the younger people in his uh, kingdom business and what he's up to in the earth. And I was going to say for all those 55 and up, I want you to stand up. We, we need some that will be those spiritual fathers and, and mothers. or uh, We need you to minister. And not just sit on the couch and watch reruns of Dick Van Dyke and Beverly Hillbillies. We need you active participating uh, in ministry. So anyway, um, where was I? <laughs> this um, message, I, I said 50 and up, which surprised me. And it came... I felt some of that power again. Sometimes when you're ministering, you'll feel uh, God's power. I felt God's power. I'm going, what in the world? Um, and then the next day, there were some people that sent me uh, some words that uh, people had heard from the Lord about 50 and up, that God was doing a work and he was bringing together the kingdom of God. You know, Pastor Rob was talking about what's going on on the earth. There's the vision. But sometimes you can look at what's going on bad in the earth and know what God's doing. God is bringing unity into the body of Christ. He's bringing the body of Christ together for strength and to show the difference to the world. That those connected to him walk in honor and respect and love towards all people. Amen. So anyway, I, I was uh, talking to Ellen about it. I said, I, I think the Lord might be saying, you know, go into senior ministry or something she said I don't know if you'd be happy with that because you you like all the ages I said yeah so I just prayed about it and uh I said Lord you know what would you what would what is this and I heard the Lord say immediately came my thought prime time it's okay prime time and some of you football players remember years ago there was Deion Sanders played in the NFL he was he called himself prime time but anyway, uh, so I, I put on, uh, on Mondays, a lot, a lot of times I, my day off, I like to listen to other messages and stuff. Somehow I get on YouTube and it's the Jim Baker show. This is something I don't watch. But they had a, a man named Lance Wall now on there. How many of her Lance Wall now? 
and um, just uh, a very prophetic person. And, uh, and he's on there, he's talking about how God is going to use the older people to uh, minister to the younger people. So it had my ear immediately. I'm listening to this. And he's, he said, that's what God is doing in this day. He's bringing the body of Christ together. And so anyway, I was excited about that. Uh, and, and he goes, Lori Baker, who is Jim Baker's wife, said, now, Lance, are you, are you talking about um, what? Uh, like prime? This is a, a, a prime time for people or something? And Lance Walnow goes, it's prime time. Well, that, that hit me. And you know how these YouTube things, they can go to the next one? Well, it goes to the next one, and I'm doing some things and don't know it. And I turn over, and this man is going, what God is going to do in this last great day harvest in the earth, he's going to bring the, the older ones, and he goes 50 and over to minister to the younger and he said, this is what the church is to be about. He goes, this is church of the harvest. <laughs> now, that's the way the Lord works with me. I guess I need to hear it just plain. And, and since that, I, I can't tell you how many times it's been confirmed over and over about this coming together uh, of the older with the younger and Ellen gave me stuff she likes to listen to the people that organize and stuff and she shows me this lady and she said she's looking for someone there in a, a city that they don't have any relatives or anything that said we've need a church we need someone to mentor us and to help us in this Christian walk and time after time I've heard and seen you know the, the same thing over and over. So I've been studying and looking at this whole thing about uh, fatherhood or being a spiritual father or spiritual mom. And anyway, I'm on, it, it actually linked into some other things uh, that like the message of their long life and, and Psalms 91, that God wants to give us a, a life that's satisfied till you're satisfied. <laughs> and he will show you his salvation. And that came into a role in this because I realized that for this to work, the older people need a youth renewal. They need strength. They need uh, health and, and wholeness. And so all this is, is coming into place. And then even today, I'll talk about there was another part. So there was prime time, this ministry, and, and then there was long life, and then there was impartation. And that's uh, just a recent thing that the Lord spoke and uh, added to this, this picture. Anyway, uh, I'm just going to, and some of the things I talked about, there's a, absentee of fathers and mothers in the natural well in the spiritual there's an absentee of spiritual fathers and, and mothers and we need people to to rise up and take their place so uh, you can look at this uh, in your notes spiritual fathers and mothers and let me say this I say mothers every place in scriptures you'll see fathers 
But uh, I believe that there, there is no gender, that God does speak to mothers to be that spiritual um, minister uh, to the, those younger ones. And we can find it that the older were to speak, to teach the younger about how to deal with husbands. You remember that scripture? The B-I-B-L-E. Thank you. So, so anyway, um, I, I've got one for you. Come think of Paul was a spiritual father to Timothy, but he said, I see faith in you from your mother, Lois, and your grandmother, Eunice. What was that from? That was a spiritual heritage from a mother and a grandmother. So we all have place in part uh, in this. In Psalms 145 verse 4 it says, One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Psalms 145 21 says, My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and all flesh shall bless his holy name forever and ever. So the will of God is for you to praise God, his, his wondrous works, his mighty acts to the next generation. That's God's will. We're to be speaking and influencing those that are coming up. We're to be ministering to them. And to be a spiritual father doesn't mean that you just are, are teaching. It means you're there for the ups and downs of life. It means that you're speaking wisdom, that you're praying for them, that you're uh, mentoring, you're doing everything you can, even practical wisdom, spiritual wisdom. Uh, you're there inputting for them. And, and there's a price to, you know, to be paid for that. Now, it can be that your spiritual father and mother can be your natural parents, and that's a blessing. Uh, you have that, but not necessarily so. Paul uh, was a spiritual father, like I said, to Timothy, and we don't hear any mention of the father. He, he was a spiritual father to other, other sons too. So what I'm saying is some of you, maybe your, your kids are grown, you need to maybe open up and make room in your church to reach out to someone. What if the youth group grew without the youth doing it? What if the older ones spotted a youth and took them to lunch or invited them over or reached out to them Amen. and got them strengthened to where they're reaching out? Or what if it started growing because all of us are behind them? And I know we are. I'm saying putting action to what we, are, we have in our heart towards them. What if we gave Christian and Becca some help in this thing? And you're here quick. Is the baby here? <laughs> the baby's with you. Okay. It's very quick. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this means we need to talk to those of a different generation and act, act with them. We are to declare God's praise that's in your notes, his works and mighty acts to another generation. I know when I got into, got 
uh, into engineering at the local utility camp. Well, Memphis Light has some water. And I can remember engineers who had been there for years that would not help me. I thought it was the oddest thing. They were protecting their ground, their turf, which I thought, you, you go to them, you're trying to get some help, but they're withholding information. They give you a little bit, <laughs> but you had to make the rest on your own. And I, I finally asked a friend of mine, what's going on? He said they withhold information because they believe that protects their job security. And thank God there were some others younger, and we changed, we actually changed the culture where we were helping each other because we were all secure enough <laughs> that we had a job. Amen? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You've seen that kind of stuff, people protecting that? Well, we're not to be that way in church. We're to be helping people. And see, part of being a spiritual father and mother is some correction. But correction is earned through relationship. Don't you come up and correct someone that you don't have relationship or place with to correct them? Well, I love you and I want to correct you. They're going to slap you and say, get out of my face. Because <laughs> they don't have a place. It's not relationship. So this is a place that, that grows. And maybe the Lord shows you someone, just start praying for them and, and meet them and, and get with them. But we've got to take a step towards it in order for this thing to change. In Malachi 3.16, Then those who feared the Lord spoke one to another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. It's amazing to me that when you speak to someone else about the Lord, you know the Lord hears. He's listening. He's honored by it so much that he writes it down in a book of remembrance. Now, isn't that cool? How many want their name in the book of remembrance? Well, it's, it's there. Hopefully, if it's not, you need to get your mouth talking. Talking about his mighty works. Did he save you? That's enough right there to talk all eternity about. What a good God that we serve. In Revelations 19.10, it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. In other words, what you tell me today, what God has done for you, is speaking to my tomorrows that he will do it for me. He is saying he will do it again because he's no respecter of persons. If God saved you and blessed you, God will save me and bless me because he did it for you. So we're, we need to testify and speak what he's done for us. Some of you need to get your testimony out. And that's what getting around younger people does start pulling on your testimonies. They might get you back in the Bible. They might question some things. I uh, don't know the answer to that one. It's, it's a benefit. It's a blessing. So we need testimonies. And uh, I just, I've got a couple here that came from the night of worship. And this is um, Liz Sater, who was singing so beautifully up here. But she had 
TMJ for almost two years. Constant pain. Been to doctor, dentist, and specialist trying to minimize the pain. Uh, two rounds of therapy, which included dry needling into the muscles to release the knots. Anyway, uh, after a prayer, totally pain-free after two years of constant pain. Totally free. There's power in prayer. Oh, that's a testimony. Even an unsaved person say, can I pray for you? This is what happened to me. And I've only had, when I've done that, I think twice where the person said I didn't, they didn't want prayer. Most people want prayer. Even the most heathenest person said, yes, I'll take prayer. What, what a blessing. She said it did try to come back, but she rebuked uh, the pain and, the, and the, what the enemy is trying to do. It immediately left. We have a Christian, Levine. Uh, her hip was, uh, would constantly hurt. It was coming in and out of socket. Anyway, uh, she was, uh, received healing after prayer that night. And then she tripped over her, one of her kids' toys and hit on the hip again, and she immediately said, no, I have received prayer and received healing from the Lord and completely left. It works. Well, we need to testify. We need to tell people. Maybe you have some testimonies you haven't told. You need to get them out and tell them because it brings honor to God, and when you're sharing it, God's up there listening going, all right. I'm writing that down the book of remembrance. And when you get to heaven... You're going to pull down the book of remembrance and you're going to see that honored him. We got some other, uh, see Donna Howell over here. Lift your hand, Donna. The next day after night of worship, she received a new job. It was more than what she asked for. They said, what do you need to work here? And they went above it. Benefits, blessing. She's, it's her passion. God is just He's an awesome God. Have you noticed? <laughs> and then uh, I'll just mention uh, Jetty, Miranda's mom, and, and Amy, and Eddie, Sedano, Riley, Deed. Their mom uh, had four-stage cancer, and uh, our healing team went Jack and uh, Terry Rao went and ministered uh, to her. We got her some material. I know the school's been praying. Everybody's been lifting her up. She goes through one round of chemo, and the tumors are gone. They said that's never happened, and they were bragging about this medicine. So we've never had it work this fast. But thank God for the voice of reason that came out. Was it Jetty that said that? Jetty said this. No, God did this. Hallelujah. Nothing's too hard for him. We just need to call on him and turn to him. So spiritual fathers and mothers carried the testimony of Jesus. What has God done for you? 
you share it with others, declaring to the next generation the goodness of God. Malachi 4, verse 5, it says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest they come and strike the earth with a curse. Now, uh, we know that you find in Luke chapter 1, it was talking about John the Baptist. John the Baptist would come and turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. It says he would turn the uh, wicked to the wisdom of the just and prepare the day of the coming of the Lord. But it said that he came, he wasn't Elijah, he came in the spirit and power of Elijah. Most people will tell you this is talking about Jesus' second coming. Before he comes, there would be a turning of the fathers to the children and the children back to the fathers. And this is one of the verses uh, that the Lord ministered uh, to me through this. In 1 Corinthians 4, verse 15, For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ I have begotten you through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Now, I read this. It was completely different. I knew that it was speaking to Paul, and he said, I'm your spiritual father because I gave you the gospel. But they had a problem, and the root of the problem, there was no uh, fathering leadership uh, in the church. And he said, I'm going to send Timothy to you. He said, y'all, instructor here, when you look it up, it actually means boy servant. And what it was, someone making sure that the children got to school. It wasn't a father. How many know that a father in spirit is a lot more than just making sure the kids get to school? It's doing some homework. <laughs> it, it's, it's being with them. It's ministering to them. It's praying for them. Doing so many different things. That is uh, what we're talking about, being a, a father. So fathers were substituted by high, hired servants or by TV or by social media or by video games. And it was a substitution for a father that needed to be there or a mother. And these servants were separated from spiritual inheritance. Spiritual fathers and mothers are there for the person. And I, I tell you what, how many know not everything's going to go right for you even as a Christian? Sometimes, and we don't blame on God, sometimes we miss it. Anybody in here ever missed it? Things happen. There's a curse in the earth. And having someone alongside to say, look, this happened to me. But then say, had the Lord ministered to you. I can't tell you how many times, like uh, Ellen and I having a couple miscarriages, been able to minister to someone else because this is what happened to us. It hurts. It's hard. But he is a comforter. And he will be there for you. And then, because I have dreams, I had a dream and actually saw uh, one of our daughters. And, um, you know, at that heaven reunion where uh, families were coming in and I got to be a part of it. They were all being welcomed. I see this, this girl up on a hill back behind them. Everyone there knew me. I can hands and the, this this guy's immediate fa family's there and, 
and they're just having a grand time and they walk off and there's this girl and immediately when everyone left I knew she was our daughter and I don't need to go there for that one either anyway she said that she was looking forward to the time that um, that you and mom are, are here and um, and she said uh, my sister's not here. Jesus had her somewhere else, but I'm here. I even went back and I looked at the age and when it happened, everything, and she was looked like the right height and everything for that time. So it, it was an awesome uh, thing. So just, uh, you know, being there for parenting issues. I mean, no, people, parenting is a, a tough thing. If you can just give some insight, you know, and, and help. That's a, that's a big thing. I read the other day that they said juvenile delinquents, that uh, 70% of them have never had discipline in their life. And they were saying from, it was a message on a uh, thing on talking about fathers, but never had discipline in their life. I mean, know that God wants us to discipline our children. They need to have association with disobedience and pain. And God prepared a special place of padding for this. <laughs> Not somewhere else and don't do it angry. But they get the association and it helps them learn. Now, unless you're like me and, you know, just never needed a spanking. <laughs> of course, y'all know about me. I, I got spanking literally for sure every Sunday. Because the church I went to, the kids stayed in, in the church uh, with the adults. And uh, I was assured once a week I was getting a spanking. I just love going to church, though. Judges chapter 2, verse 10, when all the generations had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel. This is one of the saddest verses in the Bible because this is right after Joshua's generation said everyone died off and then the generation that arose up after them did not know the Lord, did not know his works. Someone had dropped their responsibility to reach out to the other generation and speak to them of what God had done for Israel. And there's mighty acts. They didn't know him. And that's, that's something that we, we don't need to have. We need to pass the time. We need to move forward. And we need to give it all. Because we're not supposed to just be this generation gets this revelation. It's supposed to be building on top and top of each other. Each layer of wisdom is to be passed down to the next generation. And then they go to increase. They don't stay where they're at. They just keep moving forward instead of starting all over again. We have to be, as senior notes, we have to be intentional to see the flow of generational blessings by understanding our need for generational relationship. 
Ephesians 4, verse 15, speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things in the him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. It said speaking the truth. When we're speaking the truth and love to each other, you know it causes us to grow. Here's a new way to grow the church. Speak to each other the truth and love. Bone to bone, it says we'll be supplied and we will increase and grow in love. And when you increase and grow in love, you reach out to others. Can't help it. It's just in you. It's a part of you. So in, in closing here, this brings you back to some familiar scriptures like Ephesians 2, verse uh, 6, verse 2 through 3. Honor your father and mother, which is first commandment of promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Every time that I, I spank the boys, I use this verse. And yes, I tried, uh, you know, this is harder on me than it is on you. And I think both of them did say, well, let's trade places, you know. <laughs> but but the, these, they always have our prayers, our support. Our, um, there's not a day that goes by that their name's not lifted And the Jennas and the Shamas and the grandkids. Why? So there's the impartation of generational blessing. If they stay at the same level we are, I'm going to be upset. And I already know. I already know that they're going to zoom so far past. That's not even in my thinking. What I'm saying is we have a responsibility to rise up and minister to others. And it takes humility. It takes humility from the young people to say, oh, these older people. Oh, my goodness. For them to honor the, the Bible says to honor the elderly, the older. To, it takes humility for them to rise up and receive. But also the older person takes Humility to keep your mouth shut and to listen and receive and build relationship to where you have place to speak into their life. And see, you don't, you know, you have, the Bible talks about the harvest that you have the tares and the wheat that grow together. But don't pull up don't go for the wheat or the tares because you'll get some of the wheat. But let me tell you as, you, as you grow and there's fruitfulness, you know what happens to the wheat? The wheat bows. The, the tares stay straight up. But see, as you grow in fruitfulness before the Lord, there's a humility that comes that's the grace and mercy of God, and you know it. I think about Paul. He said at the end of his life, he said, I'm the chief of all sinners. 
if you look at his life, what happened to him? He's going down, you know. But really was his humility. He was going up and saying how great our God is. How wonderful he is. Amen? It's an awesome God. So you'll be hearing some more about this uh, in the next few days. But anyway, spiritual blessing. I found that in studying scripture. There's alignment. There's a release of generational blessing through spiritual fathers and mothers. But we haven't known about this blessing. Or it used to be I would lay my hand on the boys and bless them every night when they went to bed. I believed in the Father blessing blessing them. But there's an impartation and blessing that goes with that. And it's in scripture. So the last part what the Lord has added to me is impartation. And when you meet with that person or that couple, it could be a single person, whatever. Uh, the youth bless me because they're mentoring now. They had some of the, the leaders there, they had opened it up for mentorship. I think uh, Nadia had told me that, that some of it was about night of worship. It stirred up about having some mentors for the younger kids and stuff. And, and then I see my Madison over and she's getting mentored. I love that. Amen? Isn't that awesome? Come on. It's awesome. I know Jenna, she, I remember she mentors and she helps those coming up. There's a power and a strength to that. But I'm talking about impartation. And I said, Lord, is the impartation to the, the younger ones only? He said, no, impartation goes both ways. The impartation goes to the older one too because you feel younger when you're around younger people. You can get zest for life again. You can turn off the TV, get up off the couch and say, hey, I need to go work out to keep up with these young whippersnappers. And the impartation of God's blessing, that's bow our heads If this morning you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And let me say this about spiritual fathers and mothers. We're going to give opportunity later on down the line where you can sign up for this. Ellen and I have actually reached out to, uh, to other couples instead of, you know, uh, over our making room outside even uh, our family that we are. Uh, going to be there and be a spiritual father and mother. I know night of worship people told me that they uh, knew there was someone, a couple or someone they were to minister to. Act on that. Act on that. Don't hesitate. Do it. So let's all bow our heads. Just quickly, if there's anyone that needs Jesus Christ to be the Lord of their life, we'll give you opportunity to receive him. For every head bowed and eye shut. I'm not talking about just saying some words. I'm talking about heartfelt from your heart, making him the Lord of your life. That means you'll follow him. That means you obey him. You make him Lord. 
If you know that's you this morning, just lift your hand. We'll pray together. Maybe you prayed before, but you know your relationship with the Lord has grown cold. And you need to make a fresh commitment to Him. Anyone in this place? Let's, let's pray together. Say, Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for, Lord, you saving me, going to the cross, paying my debt of sin. You took my guilt, my shame, and my pain. I receive you as the Lord of my life. Change me from the inside out. I'll follow you all the days of my life. And I will speak and glorify your name and tell of your mighty acts. I give you praise. I give you honor and glory in Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said... If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277. You are